Welcome to the Business Big Bang Theory, a podcast from the Business Centre where we talk about all things small business. This episode this week is on sports entertainment and specifically the online gaming world and esports. My name's Steve Waite, I'll be your host today. For those of you that don't know about the Business Centre, we're a not-for-profit organisation, been around for about 35 years, helping businesses through providing business advice and practical education in collaboration with industry experts and partnerships with local, state and federal government small business programs. Today we're pleased to say that the New South Wales Government's Business Connect program has allowed us to bring this small business disruption webcast to you on esports and sports and entertainment as an industry sector. So over to our special guest today, Jackie. Thank you so much for preparing for today. Thanks for having me. And for being with us today, and we're really keen. And I think I've done more research for this webcast than any to understand it, so we're really wonderful to have you here. So Jackie is the founder of and CEO of GWP Academy, which uh, we as understand is in the gaming world is a good game well played or GG well played. Indeed. Okay. Um, which uh, Jackie began a, a while ago, but I think best to describe what your business is by taking a quote from your website, which says, you and I, we have a hunger to learn. It's in our blood. Joining the academy gives you access to a suite of pre-built training modules crafted by the gaming gods themselves. We've mastered how to get into esports and gaming like a grandmaster, from gameplay to personal branding. Learn to monetize your audience no matter where you're starting from. So that's the background as to why you come about. And there's a bit of a story to that there is. that we'll get to. So for many of us, though, uh, gaming and professional online sports and gaming professionals and gamer leagues is an unknown world. It certainly was to me in, in regards to what I knew about it. It's a nascent industry, but it's rapidly growing. And I think a sign of its sure potential being the entry of, of Amazon into the space with the introduction of Twitch Prime, a premium gaming and video subscription channel. Uh, Amazon Prime membership lets you into a video of community for gamers, which I found out what a shoutcaster was from, from that, from someone that I followed in another industry that's moved across into this industry. So to emphasise the scale of what is known as eSports, a recent Business Insider article estimated that eSports revenue is expected to surpass $1 billion for the first time in 2019. So it brings us to our guest a little bit more, and, and, and you're here today to give us your insights your experience in your knowledge and your journey into this rapidly uh, evolving sector. So Jackie, the idea for GGWP Academy was born and based on your personal experience as a gamer, mm -hmm. but also your family being a gaming family, but more significantly your son, mm -hmm. who was a gifted gamer and who you found accelerating into a world, an online world, where he made through these unique skills and capabilities $15,000 in a year. So you thought, hold on, this is getting a little bit serious so that's where your journey began but we're going to pick your brain today in three themes that, that I sort of gave you a bit of a heads up about and, and that will allow us to for you to uncover for us one you know a definition of esports help us understand it more uh, two uh, giving us a sense of what the fast growing industry is and getting into the ecosystem of it and then three how do you run an esports business and, and how can people become part of that sector either as a B2C, B2B, uh, you know, in some way being part of it as, a, as an area where they can develop their own business and, and selling products into that sector. But the first question we always ask everyone when they arrive here is what in the hell has this last you know, disruption to the world that you've operated a business in, in this industry sector, what's it been like for you, Jackie? Thank you. Um, first of all, I mean, COVID-19 has obviously had a major impact on uh, businesses everywhere. Yeah. Bricks and mortar, I think, more so than anybody else. Yeah. Um, 
it has obviously left people with a big challenge in terms of you know how they run their businesses, how to move forward from here. Yeah. Uh, for us, it's it's actually created the perfect storm of eyes on screens. Mm. Um, I'm sure you would have heard things like you know Twitch viewership being up and everything yeah. right now. Yeah. For us, this has actually been a really good time for us to launch. We've only been in the marketplace for six weeks. Yeah. So it, it's, a, it's had a positive effect for us. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I mean, I'm still seeing posts of uh, friends, business owners who are going through the heartbreaking mm-hmm. um, process of having mm-hmm. to um, either pivot yeah. in their business or yeah. having to shut down. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting to see how the marketplace is, is shaping up right now. Okay, so Twitch, which I only joined about four weeks ago <laughs> through Prime and Amazon. So just before we begin to take a deeper dive, what is Twitch? Sure. So Twitch allows gamers to um, essentially share their gameplay with an audience and mm-hmm. to build a community around their uh, content. Mm-hmm. So it's a place where uh, they can build their subscriber list. Mm-hmm. They can have their audience actually subscribe to them monthly. Yeah. They can have their audience um, you know, interact with them and chat with them while they're playing their game. Mm-hmm. So you, you might have somebody who has only 10 you know, people in chat who are discussing what that game's about or what... Yeah. what's going on in the life of that gamer. Yeah. But then you might also have these um, much larger game streams that have, you know, yeah. 500,000 okay. sitting there talking. Okay. And it's, it gets very difficult to read that chat. But yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So, in, and in Australia, um, those that are involved in, in gaming and esports would know characters like Ninja yep. and Anna Fam, mm-hmm. people that have genuinely, uh, I, I think uh, Ninja, for example, Blevins Taylor <laughs> has made, I read... Uh, 500,000 US a month. It's big business. So monetizing and and us getting onto that, and that's the sort of next question that I want for us to to start looking in. So some of the key terms that that I understand and that you may be able to help us put together a little bit more substantially are, you know, gamers, streamers, influencers, teams, you know, stadium tournaments, viewer donations, and one that intrigued me that we might start with is is a shoutcaster. Mm -hmm. So tell us a bit about how a shoutcaster fits in and then maybe take us through to the, the gamer and the professional gamer and the, and the sure. tournaments and the industries, if we can unpack that a little bit. Yeah. So how does all that, let's start with shoutcaster. How, how does it work? Yeah, so what's a, what's a shoutcaster shouting about? What are they doing? A shoutcaster is somebody who's actually calling the game. So if um, you might have two teams competing in CSGO or in Overwatch or COD or mm-hmm. um, Fortnite, yeah. uh, you'll also have a shoutcaster who's doing the broadcast, somebody who yeah. is uh, leading the charge in terms of what the game plays are, who the players are themselves, mm-hmm. and um, also providing that wider um, chatter or discussion around what's going on in the game at the time. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of different angles there, but that person is there to create a dialogue mm-hmm. or a narrative around that match. Yeah. So, and then there's the gamer. So they're the, 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 the athletes, the competitors. How, yep. how did, what was the personal journey you had? Because that'll take us on to something we want to talk about, about your game um, your, your game business, mm-hmm. but tell us a bit about what, so what's happening with the players and what was the journey for your son you know, yeah. and the gamers? So we've got professional athletes now, mm-hmm. esports athletes, mm-hmm. who are, 
they're, they're earning money. They've monetized their career in gaming. You said their teams, they've got physiotherapists, dietitians, Correct. they've got accommodation, personal trainers, personal trainers, facilities. It's amazing to see the kinds of facilities that they've got. Yeah. Um, there's now also the Esports High Performance Center. There's a bunch of these yeah. um, people surrounding themselves and really building out a proper mm. uh, professional ecosystem around esports. Mm. It's very different from the casual gamers and influencers that you might see. Okay. So there's a differentiation between obviously esports and gaming let's unpack that then yeah so uh, gaming is more the casual entertainment aspect of it which is a marketplace as well correct yeah so the people on twitch are are casual casually gaming mostly Um, you'll find that there are either niche streamers Mm -hmm. people who are very good at their game Mm -hmm. and people watch them so that they can learn about that game okay you'll also find um, somebody who is maybe more personality based who is there to entertain People come to watch them for their entertainment, for their personality. Wow, okay. So there's a couple of different types of streamers, mm. but yeah, there's variety or niche. And then we get to the esports, and we were talking about the Fortnite Open. Yes. Which sat between the, you know, the AFL Grand Final. Uh, it was up, and it was a stadium event. Yep. So what? So for, a, you know, for any small business wanting to get involved in this sector... That would have meant people, it would have meant transactions, it would have meant merchandise, food and beverage. So what, what are those tournaments like? What's going on there? Esports in general, I mean, they have a, a number of different ways of delivering what they do. Mm-hmm. So at the very grassroots level, there's online competition, there's LAN events, there's, you know, smaller mm-hmm. um, aspects that are a little bit more localised to where... Local tournaments. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Um, also in terms of high school esports mm-hmm. and um, college esports... You'll see that there's some tournaments around those um, educational mm-hmm. campuses. Let's talk all things small business. For some practical advice and direction, DM us on Facebook or Instagram at The Business Centre. Let's come back to the Orange Ocelot, which yep. is your son. Yep. So how did he progress through that world? How mm. did it happen? Did, did you, was it an accident? I mean, you're a gaming fan. I, but... was, I was personally a casual gamer when I was much younger. Yeah. And... My son, I, I mean, we're old enough now to be the gamer's parents. And this is what you're saying. You've never yeah. a new generation of gamers. Yeah. <laughs> it's the first generation where parents have actually been okay with gaming, yep. I guess. Yep. And my son, at the age of nine years old, mm-hmm. was competing at a world level. Yep. So I started teaching him how it was that he needed to build his personal brand, yep. how he needed to conduct himself online, yes. particularly when it came to streaming and things like that. Yeah. The types of words and topics that he could and couldn't use. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. teaching him how to actually do the business side of mm. esports and gaming. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he started competing at that age at a world level. Yeah. And um, there, were, there was a lot of challenges yeah. throughout that in navigating esports. Yeah. Um, it's pretty much like the Wild West. And yeah. so there was no structured pathway to, no. to reach success. Yeah. Through that process, I started building training modules that would teach people how to actually navigate that process. And this is how your business model came about. So yep. the, the sorts of things you're trying to address, and this is where we might go to our, our next question, which is to look at us understanding this industry and this ecosystem a little more. So you wanted to come up with something to create a safe and um, you know, effective way of your son being in that environment. So you were addressing things like health and, and, and physical health and mental health, uh, online gaming security and a positive online presence. So what did your business model do to, to do that? So you, you created modules, but, mm-hmm. but what else? People arrive, 
at your, your business and what do they gain from being part of your business or a customer or involved in it? So at the moment, we are, we are actually curating a, a community, uh-huh. something that supports the other people within that ecosystem. So teaching them as well as supporting them in the mm-hmm. wider sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, gamers have traditionally had such a stereotype around them. Um, but nowadays with esports obviously coming to the forefront, mm-hmm. um, you know, a gamer is more likely to have an Instagram account where they're taking gym selfies yeah. than they are to be antisocial and sitting in their mum's basement the way that some people think. Exactly. In dark rooms. Yep. Yeah. 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 <laughs> With their Doritos and Mountain Dew. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> so, I mean, things have yeah. absolutely changed since that stereotype was yeah. around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we really want to make sure there's a holistic approach to their mm. mental um, and, and personal physical health. Yeah. And then, of course, if someone is entering into it in a serious way, which is quite legitimate, as we've, I think, established that it's a genuine industry with its own opportunities, then you also help people around uh, monetizing that because there's a a whole set of skills and and tips and information and knowledge they need to be aware of. So what what are those things around monetizing your career or the, the opportunity you've created? Yeah, for sure. So obviously when it comes to actually competing in eSports, you need to ensure that you have the talent to do so. Um, That comes from a a great deal of training Mm -hmm. um, and the right kind of training. It isn't just about the amount of hours that you're grinding. Um, It's also about the quality of that training and whether you're engaged with the coach or whatever else. Um, And around monetizing? The monetizing aspect. Look, um, there's a number of different ways that it can be monetized, mm-hmm. I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, have you, did you have, did you come across some of those in, in your research as well? Or? Well, I'd like to hear more, not, yeah. not as much, because you said it could be multifaceted. You know? It can it's be. It's not just monetary exchanges. There are other ways of people getting value of their participation. Yeah, for sure. So in esports, there's a lot around sponsorship. Um, That comes from a lot of major brands moving in to work with uh, media companies and teams. Um, You've got cars um, now sponsoring. So car brands. um, There's food and beverage. Food and beverage for sure. Um, People like Kit Kat and uh, Snickers and yeah, Yeah. huge amount. So one of the things that I shared with you that I understood was that that gaming and people being online gaming is now up to the levels, I think it's about 89 minutes a day on average, mm-hmm. which is up at the same levels of what people have been watching free-to-air television at. So the, just in terms of the amount of people that are sitting in an online presence, available for advertising, available to see products, is that the type of thing you're starting to see more of now? Absolutely, for tournaments, yeah. um, online tournaments, you're starting to see yeah. that for sure, as well as streamers as well. So mm-hmm. you're starting to see it also going down towards like a niche marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, even working with smaller streamers, it's yeah. okay for brand sponsorship, yeah. um, for brands to actually engage those smaller streamers yeah. because they're starting to see a better ROI, yeah. I guess, on engaging those smaller streamers that have yeah. maybe a more loyal and... Um, engaged yeah. audience yeah yeah so let's take a bit more move on to our next question which is to well how do you run an esports business and and you know you you shared with me some of your information any so it, it goes anywhere from micro transactions through to as you say um, collaborative and defined sponsorships like you've got a collaboration with logitech which mm-hmm. many people would be familiar with so tell us so just break down for me that micro transaction money stream how does how does that potentially work 
So all of um, the, the different revenue streams that you mm. can find yeah. um, for us, yeah. it's around co-branded sponsored um, content. Yeah. So we're starting to put together educational content yeah. that is co-branded with Logitech. Wow. Um, that will be available on our platform. Yeah. Um, other ways of monetization is obviously with influencers, yeah. connecting influencers with um, the brands that yeah. want to engage the space. Yeah. And for those streamers, you'll see um, their overlay on their stream. Mm -hmm. They may have different brands popping up okay. or they may have every single week they do a FIFA stream okay. that is um, completely sponsored by a, a particular brand. Okay. So there's lots of different ways that you can kind of monetize this. Um, you can work at events like PAX. Unfortunately, it's canceled this year. Yeah. Um, but there, there's another opportunity to actually work in the physical space yeah. and earn money that way as well. Okay, but the, the, sure, the, the sheer scale of transactions that have been going on at any one time could mean you'd be looking at, you know, it's very small amounts of transactions for income mm -hmm. in regard to what you're doing. It's just setting up a real defined business model that allows you to exploit each of those parts of the, of the business model that you've established. And mainly it's the top 1% that are earning all of that money as well, which is yeah. one of the things that we're seeking to change. Okay. Uh, okay. We really want to educate the market and um, help connect those niche streamers yeah. with the wider audience and yeah. wider audience of brands as well. So yeah. we would love to ex expand yeah. the top 1% of earners yeah. to the top 10% of earners. That's right, because as I understand, there are, there are people that we've mentioned earlier that, that are making an awful lot of money at, yes. as athletes or you know, high-level influencers, but there's about a, a range of 5% that would be making the equivalent of a wage, a normal Correct. working wage, but you want to take that a bit further and expand that a bit further given your son's experience. So what pathway would your son or someone like your son be on typically, you know, th through, through a period of time to get to that point? How, how would that look? Look, the journey is around five to seven years. So, you know, when you see in the media this overnight success, it yeah. just generally isn't true. Yeah. Um, you're looking at, at at least five to seven years to build up that kind of an audience that yeah. is worth uh, leveraging for sponsorship yeah. with a large brand. Yeah, so that, that takes time, which is like any business model. So for, for you going forward, what... What does that look like for, for the academy? What, what does it mean for you in terms of your business? For us, it means education, education, education. We really want to make it um, a smarter um, ecosystem. Yeah. We'd like to take um, all of the users, all of the audience, um, and really let them know exactly how it is that they can personally brand themselves, yeah. how it is that they can conduct themselves online, yeah. um, and do that obviously in a healthy way. Yeah. Um, for esports in particular, and as well for streamers, there's also the aspect of burnout. Yeah. Uh, they tend to, you know, get two years into it. They're not seeing the kind of progress that they want to yeah. see. Um, for esports athletes, you're looking at about um, anywhere from five to seven year career. I was going to ask that question. It intrigued me a little because uh, obviously we know that Fortnite and Fortnite Battle Royale exploded. I think there's something like 125 million global players. Mm -hmm. But just explain to me, how does that work? Because at some point... Um, people necessarily, and I know that you know, version two of version one of the same thing, but when they release a new game for people to play and to become champions or you know, elite at, um, are, the, are the skills, the athletic skills, the micro skills that they have, are they, are they transferable or does it take some time 
when the next version of the game is out for someone to become the champion or can they transfer the skills across? Look, How does that work? I think that there is definitely a level of transferable skills yeah. and reaction times and things like that that go into making yeah. somebody good at one game and then good yeah. at the next game. But do they change the game so much that someone that's very good at one game does it mean that everyone's off the same level playing field when they when they release the next version so that you're going to get them at a novice level? So you're level? talking about different seasons within Dif- the sorry, same game? thank you, I'll get technical yeah? term. The different okay. seasons within the same game. How does that work? Look, I think that just changes your strategy mostly. Okay. Um, there is definitely some aspects of having to get used to new features and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, but I think that they're always working to try and... Um, I guess Trick. soothe the beast and make sure that you know the the viewers and the the audience are happy with the game as so well. So people aren't failing and not yeah. progressing. Create your own big bang and see your business idea come to life. Our online course, Start Your Own Business, helps you learn the basics in marketing, compliance, modelling, and small business finances. As a bonus for our podcast listeners, you can use the code Big Bang to access the Start Your Own Business course online for free at businesscentre.com.au. We've got some questions coming up. But before we do that, there's another thing that we touched on that you said you don't have a, you know, a broad sense of it from a technical perspective from government or regulation, but it's something I just wanted to, to share and it's something that came up as a result of um, loot boxes mm-hmm. and, and, and how uh, the, the commercial providers of these games and, and the ones that I'm talking to here are Star Wars Battlefront 2 and Jedi uh, Fallen Order where within the game um, the, the, the companies are putting loot boxes in to monetize that. And so generally speaking, what I'm saying is just like with online gambling, regulation is eventually going to catch up with the gaming and the esports industry. And, and you'll be covering that, I guess, in your, your business and in, in you'll educate people about where you're going and what, what the regulations are. Is there any comment that you've got on that? Look, I think there's going to be a lot of regulation across our industry on both sides, gaming and esports, over the next 10 years as yep. it solidifies into a professional industry. Yes. Um, you know, it's still very much in, in its infancy at the moment, so mm-hmm. um, still kind of finding its way, but the regulation overall mm-hmm. is definitely going to change a lot in the next 10 years. And, and there's already um, betting going on yep. on athletes in tournaments and on teams in tournaments already in the industry, isn't there? Yeah, and there's yep. already scandals around how, yep. you know, how that's worked. And yep. I mean, I suppose that's in any industry yep. too. Or in any sport, yep. yeah. Okay, we've got some questions. All right. Dave from Walls End, my 13-year-old daughter is a gamer, mainly from her bedroom. What is her first step to becoming a professional? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess there's, there's a couple of first steps. Yeah. You want to make sure that, um, number one, they, they have the ability to do so. So, yeah. you know, it's about taking an honest snapshot about yeah. whether this person is going to be able to uh, be an entertainer whether it's something that's worth watching yep. even. And yep. I mean, I know that's a hard thing to say, yeah. um, but it's something that you need to do at the beginning of a content creation career. Yep. You need to be able to um, build a personal brand, yep. which can include things like logo. It can include um, even even the colors used, the yep. um, overall content style. Like your son's, his, his tag gaming name, even that's got an insight into it, hasn't it? Just yeah. want to explain that. So Orange Ocelot is Orange a reference Ocelot. to what? <laughs> It's in reference to the Minecraft o- ocelots. Right. Yeah. Okay. 
So that, to that level. All right. Another one we've got, which is a really good question. Jane um, asks, how much can pro gamers get paid? I think we've touched on a little bit, but have you got any other stories you can share in that area? Uh, look, that is such a variety of question. I mean, it really depends on the level. Um, more and more so, we're starting to see those niche um, gamers who are starting to earn more just purely because they have tapped into a great network of people for, yep. through brands or whatever. Yep. So it's still, there's nothing standard in this just yet. Okay, another question we've got is, Chad, are there any Australian esports tournaments I can attend? So I've named one, but- Not this but year. Not, not this year, no live ones, but, no. but what would be what would that look like in a traditional year? Look, IEM is typically uh, one of the biggest that, yeah. that Australia has. Yeah. And I know that that's being merged with uh, MEO in Melbourne. Mm -hmm. um, I, I would say that that's probably one of the best and, and most prestigious that we have. Yeah. Um, and attending things like PAX, there's always tournaments that happen at PAX. And, okay. Um, but you'll also get a wider group of people to network with as well. What's PAX? PAX is a uh, gaming convention. Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, in the last two days, it's just been announced that they won't go ahead for this year. Okay. Um, but they typically get, it's a three-day event in Melbourne, yeah. um, and they typically get around 40,000 people through the doors. So oh um, you'll, you'll have everyone from Logitech to uh, mm -hmm. Razer, Yep. You know, all of the major gaming brands there yep. as well as um, panels so that you can learn. Yep. Um, I really enjoy the panel section of, of yep. PAX. Yep. But most of all, it's about community. So there's always this misconception that gamers yeah. are antisocial. Yeah. But you attend something like PAX and the amount of people who are seeing each other for the first time all year, yeah. running and hugging Based each on other. a really deep relationship. It is yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Okay. Adam, Adamstown, can I get your son's autograph? <laughs> and who is his favourite gamers, esports athlete? Who is my son's favourite? Mm, yeah. Hmm. Um, he's got a few. Mm -hmm. he, he likes the FaZe Clan. Mm -hmm. um, pretty much all of their content style seems to appeal to him. Yep. But um, he also watches a lot of the Click Management Crew, which is an Australian-based um, yep. organisation. Uh -huh. Laser Beam, yep. um, Creator, yep. people yep. like that as okay. well. All of this means absolutely nothing to me, but <laughs> excellent. Okay, Wendy, what type of companies are sponsoring eSport professionals? Do you have any tips for approaching sponsors? Well, you've done that. What was that experience like? How did that yeah. happen? It's definitely um, a professional skill that I've brought through to yes. help my son yes. and something that we're now working on. Um, actually, in the next few days, we're releasing a tool. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a sponsorship deck that shows everyone how it is that they can approach a, right. a brand. Yeah. And I mean, it's about making sure that those brand al um, alignments yeah. Are there so if you're somebody who loves the Logitech brand and you're using all of their gear mm. obviously they're going to be an alignment yeah um, that you want to approach yeah. Yeah. and typically you would use um, things like networking at packs you would go and you would want to okay. meet the people working for Logitech you would yeah. want to show them you know yeah. that you're there and you're willing to help and yeah. you know really sort of making sure that alignments there with that brand but for you, given your experience, your, your own career experience, you, you took a reasonably sophisticated approach to that so that when you were going to a Logitech, you'd already, I guess, determined through that pitching process what value proposition you had for them. Of course. So it's not just a matter of going to them and say, can I have this? It's uh, you say, I've got this. Yes. How can we work together? You've always got to, when, you, when you're pitching a company and you're asking them for something, yeah. you always need to ask what's in it for them. Yeah. So yeah. you need to be able to show them, um, you know, what numbers you can provide them, what kind yeah. of eyes you can you yeah. can provide them. Yeah. 
Um, but also the style of content needs to be, um, as I said before, in good alignment with their yeah. brand. Yeah. Do you have a business idea, but you're not sure it'll work? We have small business toolboxes and expert business advisors to support and guide you through your startup process. Contact us via our website to find out how. Businesscentre.com.au Okay, we've got some few more questions coming through, but I want to get towards our, our last question in our conversation around, you know, what tips would you have for people to get involved in the industry? And we've spoken about things like, you know, through microtransactions, the pay to play or the pay to watch or the merchandise, B2B or B2C, um, bespoke sponsorships, um, you know, food and beverage or, or clothing, etc. So, you know, t- tell us a bit more about that. For people, if they did want to get involved in this industry, what, w- what would they have to do? And perhaps what would be a really bad mistake about, you know, thinking you can just jump in here and say, I want to sell this to you? you know, what- I think that's probably the first big mistake you can make <laughs> is just not knowing enough about the industry itself. Yeah. Um, I would suggest, obviously, working with a consultant, somebody who knows the industry. Yeah. I would suggest attending events so that you can see it with your own eyes. Yes. Um, I would suggest networking um, with the people who are already on the ground and, yeah. and working in that industry. Yeah. Are there any forums or associations or, prof- you know, like, like an industry association? Has anything developed along those lines yet? Not overly at this point. Yeah. Uh, there are definitely Facebook groups, LinkedIn groups, mm-hmm. all of these groups that exist. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's a number of different little pockets, but yeah. there's no one overarching yeah. uh, networking space for it. But I guess with, as we say, Fortnite Battle Royale with 126 million players worldwide, that's a marketplace. But it as is. you say, you can't just approach that marketplace naively thinking you can sell something into them no. if you don't know about them. So. Who, who, who are the players? What, yeah. what are they typically, who, who are these people? Okay, so you're looking at a very um, underserved market, a market that is typically via marketing standards very hard to reach. So oh, you're looking oh. at this um, young male demographic, um, obviously. Um, By young male, what do you mean? What age group? So we're talking for anywhere from 14 up to 28 mm-hmm. um, and probably skewed maybe... 65 to 75% male. Mm-hmm. And um, typically by marketing standards, those people are very hard to reach with marketing campaigns. Yeah. And so it makes them a very lucrative um, audience to mm. want to market to. Mm. Um, and one of the great things about being able to reach them, I mean, obviously this is an industry that is very um, interested in, in working with these people. Mm. And that particular audience are interested in things like the cars that I mentioned earlier mm. and the, mm. um, I think, where did I see the recent um, partnership with Head & Shoulders? I think ah, one of, yeah. have just partnered with um, maybe G2 Esports uh, or yeah, I'd yeah. have to double check which yeah. team it was, but yeah. there's so many different brands that are now um, accessing that and getting some great results mm. from it. Mm. Okay. John, do you see, this is a question from John, do you see traditional sports, sporting clubs getting involved in esports, AFL, NRL, Manchester United? For sure, they already are. In what way? Yeah, so you've got, um, you've got soccer teams in, in all over Europe yep. who currently have already esports facilities in their home ground uh, stadiums. Okay. Uh, you are seeing um, this happen in Australia at the moment, yep. uh, especially with the recent e-series. Uh-huh. You're starting to see those 
crossovers between well, supercars did it didn't yeah they? yeah yep, that's yeah. right okay um but you're also seeing the crossover of um in in f1 as well yeah um there's a number of different crossovers i mean esports typically lends itself to uh music and sports yes. i find yes. Yes. as the two crossover industries yeah Excellent. Okay, we're getting towards uh, the end of our time together. Is there anything more you'd like to share with us that we haven't had a chance to cover about the ecosystem, your journey, or where you're going next? Oh, look, there's so much happening right now. And I mean, having a startup from a regional area is always a, a challenge in itself. Yeah. COVID has only kind of highlighted that more mm. so, I guess, at the moment. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't actually have like a particular point yeah. uh, for you. That's fine. I guess it's it's more just about overcoming those challenges and yeah, yeah. yeah keeping on track if possible. Okay. Well, I will really want to thank you for your time. I, I'd imagine it's been an amazing journey from from where you began to having to you know give up so much of, of, of your you know your sacrifice to grow this business to now being where you are now where you you know you're working your way through. You've you've got some equity investment. You're looking at a second round. Yep. An amazing journey and thank you for educating me <laughs> on this industry, which I can't believe I didn't know existed to the extent that it does. It's, it's substantial and growing and COVID, as you say, has been the perfect storm. So many more eyes on screens. Well, it's and created maybe 25% extra viewership. Yeah. And, um, and in, the, in the time of COVID, um, Twitch has actually grown something like 3.75 million new streamers. Wow. So people who are just starting to go, well, hey, maybe I'll give streaming a try. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and starting to build their content. So, so it's, it's great. It's worthwhile. It's yeah. worthwhile knowing more about immersing yourself a little in it and then saying, is there opportunities for me in yep. this industry. All right. I really want to thank Jackie and I'm going to wrap up. Um, and if you'd like to contact Jackie, then do so through us at the Business Centre and we'll forward on your details. Okay, Jackie, we think we've developed an understanding of your time with us on eSports and the new world that it is. Uh, if you want to find out more about the New South Wales Government Small Business Business Connect program, please Google that and find your nearest Business Connect provider and your local business advisor around the state. If you'd like to view more of the New South Wales Government Business Connect webcast on business disruption, go to our YouTube channel, just Google the Business Centre or go to YouTube and uh, search for the Business Centre. We thank and acknowledge the New South Wales Government's Business Connect program in funding the development and the production of these small business disruption webcasts. Remember you can register for, for the Business Connect program anywhere and you can get some time with a fully subsidised one-on-one -on -one business advisor. That's all for today. Thank you, Jackie. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Business Big Bang Theory podcast. Do you know someone we should talk to? Do you have an idea for a topic we should cover? Or would you like to be featured on an upcoming show? Get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email with podcast as the subject line to info at businesscentre.com.au.